El Diablo. <laughs> He's like, El Diablo, I'll take treats from you. I still eat you. The devil gives me treats and I laugh at him. Broadcasting live from a Chinese-made microphone deep within the basement of NORAD. This is take two of tonight's episode of Phantom Facts. Here with uh, Monty and Devin. How, how are you guys doing? How are you doing? <laughs> big D in the hizzy. <laughs> no, we're not doing Big D. We're not yes, doing we Big D. We already agreed to this. I, I do it, Monty. I'm good, man. I am good. Take two. You know, it can only get better from here, right? <laughs> so so uh, to give everyone an idea what happened is uh, we were recording, and uh, you could only hear my sultry voice. You couldn't hear anyone else, which I know everyone <laughs> tunes in to hear my voice, but it is nice to understand what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. So uh, anyway, thankfully, we were only an hour into the show. But here we are again, and our jokes are going to be better and crisper. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Since I'm not going to be referred to as my awesome nickname, I'm just going to say hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, (laughs) We need to to get merch with a shirt that says hi on it. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Hi. I might make. What's back supposed to say? Uh, I like your boobs. Absolutely not. I like your shirt. I like your shirt. (laughs) No. Hi on the front. I like your shirt on the back. Oh, that, I, I really, thought you said uh, you got to say hi, and then you say I like their boobs. If you want to be slapped in the face by five fingers, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> if they that don't slap you, you pro- if they don't slap you, you probably be able to fuck them the first night. <laughs> 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 so I mean, that's I mean, you might be hit. You might. May the odds know. ever be in your favor. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but really, the the line is high. Okay. And yeah. if they say hi back, then you just going, That's a really great shirt. I'm going to try that. You know, thanks. And then you just walk away, too. That's the other part of the trick. I know it seems like against the rule, but you just have to walk away. No, wait And then later you go back in, you know? <laughs> you got to have game, bud. You yeah. got to have game. Uh, first of all, coming from a guy that hasn't had to have game for the last 40 years. so I keep it fresh <laughs> in my house. <laughs> this is true. And it's not 40 years, you fuck. It's like 20 <laughs> Why are you offended? I'm by not going to say anything because I have been out of the game for like 15, 16 years now, so See? I can't talk. No. You got to listen been, to the two that yeah. know. Hey, I got some great topicals for uh, for everyone. I thought we'd start off with the best one, a poop one, since uh, our friend Ray Baruso isn't here because he's too busy with diarrhea from Carabas. Like, when did he eat that at lunch? No, right before the show. So it like went right through him, I guess. I don't know. He was all sweaty. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I gotta. Sh- I get that way when I eat too much salad. <laughs> My body's just like, <laughs> <laughs> what is this green food? Get out. This is the stuff the food I eat eats. Uh, this is a story about Alaskan woman using an outhouse that was, uh, she went to take a shit. And when she went to sit down, she got attacked by a bear. Oh, <laughs> the bear was looking for some warmth, I guess. huh? <laughs> and she goes, uh, uh, you know, a big st- Steaming pile of crap, you know, it, it does retain heat. <laughs> God. Uh, she says, I got out there and sat down on the toilet, and immediately something bit my butt. 
right as I said. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I work out. I work outside a lot, and we have like port johns all over the place. You know, and before I sit down on those things, if, if I'm having the unfortunate day where I do have to sit in the blue room, I mean, I at least give it a peek. You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, you have to. You have to. There are some savages <laughs> out there when it comes to porta potties. Yeah, like what if there's some shit on the seat or something? You know, I mean, I've seen that. I've, I've been- seen dick. I've been in porta potties where it's like coming out of the toilet. <sighs> yeah, terrible. and I've been and I've been in them where it's dry outside and it looks like mud on the inside of it. Like if some dude Ugh. whacked his muddy boots off on the inside. So that's terrible. You know, you definitely got to take a look when you open that door. Am I going to use this one or am I going to use the one four you know, rows down for me? I tell it's you, it's okay. It's okay to have some dignity. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. okay to go hug a tree and just lean back. you know hey and if you live in like kansas or oklahoma where you ain't got no trees just crank your steering wheel to the right and then go out there and hug your tire and just lean back (laughs) you got this (laughs) devin dilaps tip of the day yeah always carry some wipes always uh, you know, I was going to do a big art project of a giant porta john, and then the pic- uh, the picture was going to be made up of a bunch of tiny little pictures, like pixelated, of all of the porta john art that I've found throughout the years. Because every time I take you it, take pictures of that, yeah, yeah, because I think it's <laughs> there's some great shit out there, man. There was one I was taking a shit, and I bent over to the right to wipe my ass with uh, and grab some toilet paper, you know? So I go to grab some toilet paper, and when I lift it up on the toilet paper, there was a little drawing of a right-degree angle, and a guy sitting on a porta john waving back at me. And it says, hi, this is a 90-degree angle. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I was like, you know, kudos to you, man. Kudos to you. I've seen, I've had one where it says, uh, you know, look up. You know, a little arrow, and you look up, and it says, now look to your left, and then you look over to your left, and there's a big dick there, and it says, fuck you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Just, <laughs> just, like, go fuck yourself. Like, uh, Here's I cool love thing. that kind of shit. Uh, Here's the cool thing. You know, being in Southern California, you see a lot of great artwork in them. You, you get some, you get quite some good artists drawing, you know, former presidents or public figures or just, you know, feminine bodies inside those porta potties that's what i really appreciate the most when you're in them why, why is that exclusive to why california? Is it be a california yeah. thing exactly i was well, about I to ask like, what oh, just more artists. I, feel, I feel like we have the best artists oh, out here no. the best creative minds and everything californian fucking mockingbird 2.0 right here <laughs> i know it. they're trying to taint everybody's minds uh, what are you hey, what are you drinking the real Monty? culture comes from california monty what are you drinking <laughs> I forgot. I forgot tonight, to do your whole drinking thing. Yeah. So what? What are you fucking drinking? Get off. You this did uh, tonight. It's just. It's. It's nothing craft. It's nothing fancy. It's just the nice cerveza modelo especial with the gold foil. Kept it simple. Kept it clean. You know. Um. I don't want to be putting fruit in my beer. If I got to put fruit in my beer, I'm not not for it. Can so, I just say he this says is the next best thing. commercial during Cinco de Mayo. He says the beer <laughs> shouldn't come with fruit in it. <laughs> he, Monty says Modelo. Like, but he uh, says a with cos- a gold foil, like a fuck. Like, like, yes, we all know it's got gold foil. We got to well, add that. No, there's silver hey, foil out there. Up. There's silver foil out there. What's the difference? The color. <laughs> one silver, one gold. <laughs> Just saying. He says Modelo, like Ocasio Cortez says Ocasio Cortez. 
There you go. I love it. What are you so, drinking, Devin? I'm drinking a, a wine from France. Oh. From Francia. From France. And I cannot pronounce it. Well, uh, give it a try. Coats du, it's Coats de Rone. Coats de Rone. <laughs> it's got a little asterisk over the O, you know? And the only English on it, it says, uh, Surgeon General, uh, pregnant women shouldn't drink this. <laughs> Thank God he's there for us, the old Surgeon General. Fifteen percent alcohol by volume. Damn, you're gonna be Glass, in uh, bottle number two too. By the way, way to go. Ooh. That's what we do. That's what happens when you waste your first hour talking to an empty mic. <laughs> yeah, that was my next question for you. How far are you through that bottle? But you're on bottle <laughs> two. <laughs> well, no. Once I you still start, gotta get up early, so I can't like drink this whole bottle. I probably will though. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of booze, Ohio man forgoes food. For a 46-day Lent beer diet. Yeah, that's my man. Uh, that's, this, I, I, picked this, I picked this topical just for money. Mm. Why? Why? It's for Lent, right? He's doing it for Lent. Now, Lent is, uh, what is Lent? That is a Catholic holiday. It's the right? thing for the Jesus, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's to, uh, is it to mimic Jesus when he went on a 40-day why is it 46 days, though? You got to be better than Jesus? It's only 40 days. I I don't know. You know, this is an know. Ex- this guy's got a drinking problem, and he's using Christianity to get around it. And I give him kudos for the uh, for the imagination, but this guy needs to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, he says he only drinks five a day. Oh, that's supplement. where it starts, Devin. Five a day, <laughs> and then it's ten a day, and then before you know it, you're getting pounded before eight o'clock. In the name of the Lord. Day three of his diet, he was down <laughs> 5.8 pounds. Five point Paul said he successfully completed Lent beer diets in 2019 and 2020, each time noticing his health benefits of the experience. He said he lost 40 to 50 pounds both years and noticed his blood pressure and cholesterol improve. But how fat are you? You can <laughs> oh, lose yeah. 40 to 50 Whoa. pounds two years in a row. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's just eating. He's sucking down chili dogs is what he's doing. Glizzy. Glizzy life. Living that glizzy yes. life. <laughs> Which reminds me, remember, ugh, it's too oh, late. Yeah, I can't no. do it now. No. We, <laughs> Devin, you just shared this uh, this video. Uh, okay. We got we to gotta explain this. <laughs> yes. Hot dogs with threatening auras. It's a Facebook group. You In my opinion, it. one of the greatest Facebook groups I've ever had a part of. <laughs> got to join it. And you shared uh, this video on. Uh, on our it's from channel. Hot Dogs with Threading Orders, yes. but it's uh, the UK. Uh, UK's Got Talent, I yeah, believe. Yeah, UK's Got Talent. It's this chick, and she's wearing these uh, assless chaps with a doggy face on her on her well, butt cheeks. Nobody knows it though until she pulls out the string of seven or eight hot of uh, sausage links, laying on all the ground, like laying tied on the together, ground. like you know, yep. old school in a butcher shop. Yep. And lying on the ground, and she proceeds to bounce her bounce herself right over the top one, and, <laughs> and then she squats back up, and the dog eats and, all eight of them. Her her butt just gobbles it up. I've never, <laughs> yeah, all of I've them. never seen anything like that. You don't even know where it goes. I do. And the the judges are just you know <laughs> perplexed. And the best I guess part is, is the best way to say it. The best part is she stands right up, right after it. And there's just there's no sausages anywhere <laughs> where the, you you don't see them down her thigh or, or around her waist. Yeah, no, and they're she, just gone. She gobbles them up with her butt. <laughs> I mean, that's what's, what's happened here. Um, what at what point in the relationship do you show this to your to your partner? I mean, are you married at this point or I mean, is this first date material? 
You know what? I think I saw you. I've seen I've seen you before. <laughs> you that chick from UK's got talent. Can you imagine? You go to fucking, you know, you bend her over and like you do a little doggy style and she's already got a dog drawn on her ass. And you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Your dick doesn't even get close to it. And all of a sudden it's just sucked into a vortex. <laughs> Let go. Let go, foul demon. That's sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> Uh, thought dogs with threatening auras you gotta i mean you gotta just look it up people uh on facebook group uh okay moving on uh we've got a story to make us all feel poor late businessman's dog inherits five million dollars who shared this five million dollars who shared this i did this because you know you read that in the news like people leaving estates behind to their pets and all this stuff this guy apparently was never married or didn't have any children, no one to leave his inheritance. So I don't even know where he left the rest of the money. You know, he owned a business. He just dedicated $5 million to his dog. $5 million. And is there like someone that inherits some money? While, is it like a uh, Aristocats? You ever seen that movie? You ever no. seen that movie? Dis- old Disney movie? You've never seen Aristocats? No, man. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. Am I the only one that had was forced to watch old Disney movies growing up? Well, the reason I watched I Disney was you know, I was forced to. Aristocats is about a movie where the butler wants to inherit this rich woman's estate and when she dies. And he hears her in the will giving all the money to her cats. And he gets pissed oh. and tries to kidnap the cats and kill them off. And then they come back because it's a Disney movie. They all talk and all that. Anyway, this is what it reminds me of. Cause it, but So he gave this $5 million to someone. To his dog. Who was stipulated in his will that his money should go to his pet. Lulu, an eight-year-old border collie, was named in the will of owner Bill Doris, a Nashville businessman who died late last year at age 84. Now, Lulu's being taken care of by his neighbor, who would take care of Lulu also when he would be gone on business trips. But Martha's 88. And and he doesn't he just gives he just reimburses her for reasonable monthly expenses. So yeah. she doesn't get States, the five million. <laughs> Yeah, and someone gets to decide that, too. Like, if you watch the video, it's like the guy that's in charge of the trust decides, like, hmm, I don't know. You might have spent too much on treats this month. I'm only going to give you this much. <laughs> you spent how much, Martha? I'm sorry. Some of that's got to come out of your paycheck. I can't. <laughs> My point is what happens to Lulu once Martha dies, because Martha ain't young. Martha's by, by no means. She's 88. Lulu's yeah. only Lulu eight. got another. I mean, she could live another eight. This dog's like, this bitch ain't getting none of my money. <laughs> I'm going to outlive you, Martha. <laughs> Fuck you, Martha. Uh, uh, what he- happens then? Does Lulu end up in a fucking, you know, what do you call it? Uh, the dog shelter and it just gets euthanized because no one knows. <laughs> it's like the tragic story of Lulu. <laughs> the, day, the day the millionaire dog died. <laughs> she does kind of look like a cut dog, though. <laughs> Look at she's fucking like all angry that there's cameras there. I'm a millionaire, bitch. Leave me alone. And then Martha's like, she's a good judge of character. (laughs) Well, she hates the news people. She's half right. Uh, We uh, we skipped this. We got two dog stories, I guess, to compensate for the fact I do cat stories. Uh, Yeah, well, I saw a cat story, but I thought maybe you'd bring one besides, you know, just bringing the one that you brought. This one, uh, this one's adorable enough to cover for that. It's this uh, puppy born in Oklahoma. That had uh, survived, but is the first to have six legs, functioning legs. Look at that little puppy. Look at that puppy. Look at him. Ah, and, you know, the reason I picked this story is because 
in the article, when you read it, the dogs can feel and move all six legs, really? which is creepy. Because yeah. yeah, a lot of times is, when you yeah. hear animals got extra legs or human or whatever, and they're kind of just a non-working thing, and it's kind of a useless piece of flesh. <laughs> but this dog can feel and move them. And of all the things, she's got six legs. She has two tails, two pelvic regions, two lower urinary tracts, and two reproductive systems. Wow. Huh. Which is crazy. So, like, the back half of the dog is two, but the front half is just singular. All of her legs move and respond to stimulus just like a normal puppy. She yeah. may need physical therapy and assistance with mobility as she gets older. Right. Which I'm not sure if that means, like, just to teach her how to walk with six legs, whatever. But have you ever seen those videos, those run videos? Like, run. Yes. And that's a yeah. dog that's dressed like a spider. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, I love those videos. And my favorite thing about it is people always fall the fuck down. I would like to think if I'm running for my life that I'm not going to trip, fall, and die because I trip. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? Like yeah, people always yeah. fall down. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. They're so terrified they can't run, run. We got an Australia story for all our listeners down under. I might. Uh, holy shit. Look at this sheep. Wild Australian sheep. Is this from you, Monty? Wild Australian sheep or supposedly wild Australian sheep weighs 78 pounds. Half the weight of a kangaroo was found out in the outback. They brought it in to get a good shearing. I want to know, Devin, what's it like to shear a sheep that weighs 78 pounds just in? First it's not all, fur. It's uh, what is it? It's. That's what do they call motherfucker. it? Wool. Wool. Yeah, that's I don't right. appreciate you acting like I'm the resident expert. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> checking in. <laughs> we got uh, Devin on the line. I uh, raised some, you know, for 15 years. You know, when I say that out loud, I'm like, God damn, I really did. <gasps> you know, I don't think it was 15 years. It's probably more like 13, 12. Let's go with 12 years. <laughs> I'm going. So I'm sticking to 10. 10 years. <laughs> Why are you so ashamed to be a, be known as a sheep farmer? I'm curious. I'm not ashamed. It sounds. Just, it doesn't. It sound like he's a little y'all, ashamed. Y'all like to just point out I'm a country boy for some reason. Hey man, I'm from <laughs> Iowa. I mean, I mean, we don't have. You know, we actually raise real animals over there, but um, wow, but we don't uh, look down on you or anything. I mean, someone's you know, a sheep are badass, dude. Like they keep a lot of people warm. Anyway, when you look at this sheep, like he legit. Like I would like to know how much his wool weighed without all the dirt and mud in it. This he's hampered. Like, he probably would have died not very long after this because he was having a hard... Like, you can tell they have to help him walk and shit. Yeah. Because that wool weighs so much. Mm-hmm. The sheep, but, uh, the sheep it says... <laughs> did you see the, the sheep was named Barak? Uh, you know, he was probably pretty pretty warm in that shit, too. Like, he's like, fuck the uh, weather? What weather? Could use a little I'm help, fucking, I'm fucking hot, bitch. But to share these animals, you'd be surprised, like, with the skill of, like, some of these shear dudes. Most of the time, they take, like... Five minutes to shear sheep. That's all it takes. But a sheep like a sheep like him. That's, that's it. I mean, he's got so much. I bet it took him twenty or thirty minutes, probably. Because once you start shearing, like once you find the body line, it's pretty easy to like just keep your shears along the body and just wing, and it just kind of peels off itself, like almost like you're skinning them. And then it's sort of it's oh yeah, he's got a little wheelchair and everything, doesn't he? Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh but if you watch God. the video, you know, they show him all good to go. And you can see where they clipped his neck because, I mean, it, it was just pulling at his skin. He's just sort of, he's just sort of leaning to the left. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, fuck this shit. Oh, man, he must have felt so good after that. Oh, there's yeah. a nice, well, uh, with a lot of times with that wool, too, they're like, you know, the longer the wool, the more it's worth. Because the longer the strands are, the better quality wool. You know, or like it's not gonna wink. That's it. The little chick's sitting there spinning her, weaving her fucking wool on the little spinner. 
You know, she gets wool that's long like that. She's fucking loving it because her makes her job easy and it makes her work more, especially like for alpacas uh, making them socks. I mean, that's about a, that's all the sheep talk we can handle. I think. How dare you? <laughs> Just, we talked about this longer in the last hour. <laughs> but that's, it's like accumulation, right? So now I've had to listen to thirty minutes of sheep talk, and I just want that to blow my brain out. <laughs> educating the people hey we got a uh, we got a dr dave segment oh nice yeah. what, yo, we didn't do that last time so this is gonna be fresh yep it's a fresh dr dave uh give me a second now the word is everyone have their google Im- okay so get your google image search out mm-hmm. so go to google I'm click on image go. everyone there yep all right yes sir dr dave dr dave image search I'm not a doctor. Lymphedema. L-Y-M-P-H-E-D-E-M-A. Lymphedema. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. Image search of the week. Dr. I'm not a doctor. L Y. M P H E D E M A. Oh, I've seen people with this before. Bro, oh, so one leg's bigger than the other? Yeah. I always There's thought it was elephantitis. Uh, legs are huge. Yeah, I've seen women like walking in the store with this and like, yeah. look at the cankles on that bitch. <laughs> oh my God, look at her nails. <laughs> oh, I, it just, is it really shocking that people, oh, <laughs> oh, what's, what's the cause? God. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, lymphedema. Hey, Monty, do you see the one where the chick's totally naked and it's just, you can see her fucking clamshell? I didn't go that far. <laughs> Look down. Like, you it's gotta, like yeah. row four on images. It's, it's, uh, I'll give you the definition of it. It's a swelling in the arm or leg caused by a lymphatic system blockage. The condition is caused by blockage in the lymphatic system, part of an immune and circulatory systems. Lymphedema is most commonly caused by a lymph node removal or damage due to cancer treatment. Ooh. Thanks. Dude, Mm. some of these ones I'm looking at, like, the one leg is, like, not even double, sometimes three to four times bigger than the other one. Yeah, man. Like, oh, my God. Oh, Oh my gosh. What? Just keep going down the rabbit hole on this one. It gets worse. (laughs) It does. Oh, it just is bad. It's like... Did you see the one I was talking about? Why does his leg look like asphalt? Yeah, I you saw see the that one. one. She's not wearing any underwear. You see that one? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, that's just for you. Where's Ray at when you need him? <laughs> Pooping oh, his Ray. brains out. Gosh. Just so you know, one leg looks like a yam, while the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ugh. What? It's probably not nice to laugh about this kind I of wonder, thing. Can you imagine no, suffering it's probably, this? It's terrible. Some people get it in their hands yeah, too. I see that in their arms, arms hands, feet. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It was like club foot. I mean, Dave, uh, that's a good one. Well done, Dr. Dave. Yes. Got me. I mean, this one is really bad. It's like, what the fuck is that? Cut it off. Just cut it off. I'm shutting it off right now. Shut it off. That's our, uh, that's our Dr. Dave. Monty, you've got uh, you've got the subject here, bud. Uh, an old I do. Time. I'm pumped for it. But first. How do we sponsor. miss out on the Chihuahua talk? Wait, what? What Chihuahua talk? How did we I, miss out on Chihuahuas? Do I got Do I got to talk about that? God damn. Well, yeah, how, you, how, you you got a new addition, don't you? We do, we do. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, we got a fucking Chihuahua in the house now. Uh, Ray's fiance, and I, I'm going to let you guys in 
on this. Uh, Ray went and partied on the Valentine's weekend. So I think this was Kristen's revenge, to be honest with you. She, she went out and uh, was just uh, by Garden of the Gods. And if you've ever been Garden of the Gods, Colorado Springs, it's beautiful out there. But it was like minus 17 that day. And she saw a little chihuahua out walking around. And she got it in the car, brought it home. Said that she was just going to foster it until she found the owners. And I don't, I don't know if she really tried that hard to find the owners, <laughs> to be honest with you. She's like, I put up. I put up a flyer in a dimly lit alley back kind of where we found it, maybe. And uh, and then I, I said, as soon as I saw this dog, I'm like, oh, we got another dog. And now, now, <laughs> we're looking. And of course, it, I think she needed like two weeks to get Ray used to the idea. And then it was announced that Max is part of the household now. So Nice. Yeah. She's like, I'm looking as she's wearing her bows. You know, the... The, the noise canceling headphones and she's always just wearing her freaking uh, eye blocker when she goes to bed. I, <laughs> I feed this dog treats every day when I get home and uh, it still barks at me like I'm some does it, human being. Does it take the treat from you though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Do you toss it at it or do you let it take it from your hand? I do not let him take it from my hand, but I don't, I don't, uh, let, I don't like chuck it, you know, chuck it down a football field. He's like right there. He like stands on his rear two legs and does this half spin. Oh, he pretends to like you. Yes. They, yes. And then as soon as anyone else is around, they're, rah, 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 rah. they're like, oh, fuck you, man. It's cause it's cause he's not <laughs> used to seeing all that orange, you know? <laughs> There it is. I used to seeing people kiss by fire because uh, Chihuahuas, I believe, are pretty. They're a Latin American dog, right? They're from the south. Yeah, that's yeah. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of gingers in the south because uh, no, I don't think I've ever met a ginger Mexican uh, Latino. El diablo. <laughs> He's like El diablo. I'll take treats from you. I still eat you. <laughs> the devil gives me treats and I laugh at him. Like this motherfucking dog. You know, it's just, it's so annoying when a dog thinks that he can bark at you when you know you can punt him three houses down. I'm like, motherfucker, I lived here before you did. Yeah. Yeah. Putin. He's probably sneaking into your room and eating fucking Putin's cat oh, shit. No, He's no. one of those dogs. Putin wouldn't allow that. Putin, <laughs> Putin wouldn't allow that. Are you kidding me? Putin's part Russian. What is- what does Putin think of his new roommate? He knew that dog was there as soon as it got here, and he was like trying to escape different ways to get looks at him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but Putin, you know, Putin uh, maintains his territory pretty well. So, like, even the big dogs don't fuck with him. My Milo, the biggest dog they got, uh, tried fucking with him once, and he got to the stairs, turned around, and just smacked him. And this dog is huge. It's a huge dog, right? He turns around and just smacks him in the face, and then looks at him. And and the poor dog, he just is like, what, 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 what just happened? What just happened here? <laughs> he doesn't even have claws. <laughs> Putin's a Rick James of cats. Yeah, yeah, I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> so what the five paws see the face? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Dave Chappelle. Love All right, um, we got the uh, good call on the Chihuahua story, Devin. Ever heard of a website? People visit them. They subscribe to them. They love them as a business. Doesn't that sound like something you want to be a part of? Well, now you can with MaverickWD.com. Don't let Danica Patrick fool you. Even Aaron Rodgers dumped her. Why not try MaverickWD.com? 
With Maverick, you'll have a killer website to spread the word about your business. Getting your business transformed into a website, well, it's not for the faint of heart. But with MaverickWD.com, you can get a free estimate. Get a website designed for you. That's MaverickWD, M-A-V-E-R-I-C-K-W-D.com. Monty, you've got yes, uh, sir. You did the show. You got uh, King Tut, Curse of King Tut. Is that what this is about? Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of history of King Tut and uh, his very short reign and his birth and everything. We're going to take a trip back to the 18th dynasty uh, in South Carolina this time. Damn it. Say what? Say what? Right? I said I don't get to bust him this time. Oh, why not? I know. And you're going to century. You're going to go back to the 18th century, guys. <laughs> you got it in anyway. <laughs> yeah, you, I still got anyways, it. It's right I, there. I knew it's it. Right I, was, I was just waiting for that softball pitch. You know. <laughs> just, nope, I got it <laughs> underlined like six times. Do not mess this one up. <laughs> so anyways, so we're going to go back uh, 18th Dynasty, South Cairo. And this is a whole little, uh, uh, this is a whole little wormhole uh, you went down here. Like, this I mean, is this is actually really thick. It goes in multiple directions. Very hard to stay focused. You can go with just his life and the royalty and everything behind it, or you can fall down into the curses and and the history of that and and so on. So in the 18th dynasty in South Cairo, Tut became pharaoh at the age. Uh, between eight and nine years old. Okay. okay, very very young, still a child. Attaboy. He married his sister, and I'm not going to p- be able to pronounce her name. So, Devin, you're going to help. I told you how to say it like three times. No, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. You only so it's. It I want you to say it so I can make fun of the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Princess. Oh, man, this is going to be so bad. Princess Anna or Anna Kahesanamon. Oh, my fucking God. No. <laughs> Anuks on the moon. Anuks on the moon. There we go. I'm there sorry. There you go. Oh, she yeah. was a daughter of Nefertiri. Did you know that? Yes. Really? Yes, that is I did correct. not know she that. She was a daughter. Nefertiri, Nefertiri was that uh, was that bitch that had like a bunch of st- or no no wasn't the son that had a bunch of her statues removed. Yeah, I don't remember. That's I don't know enough about Egypt Egypt stuff. Yeah, enough to. Yeah, I, I know a little about a little. Um, yeah. So, but Anuks on the moon. You know, like the reason I know that name is because you know from the the mummy back in the. Late or was it early two thousand late nineties with Brandon Fraser? Oh, was that was that? Yeah, like Emotep, his uh, beloved, oh, yeah. you know, girlfriend was Anux on the Moon, who was the Pharaoh's, Anux you know, yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't King Tut. You know, it just shows you how lazy they've gotten in Hollywood. I just like they do a little history research, but like, oh look, Anux on the Moon. I'm going to use that name in this movie. What a great name, even though. It's, Way off base on who she was really married to and what she really was about. So she was married exactly. to her brother. How old was she? Yes, sir. Do we know how old she was? I don't know how old she, she was. She about was. the same age, I believe. But, yeah, I want to say she might have been 12 or 13. Uh, he said oh. she was 19. Like when I was reading about her, said she was 19 when Tut died. Which, okay, that that would coincide then because Tut actually died at the age of eight, between 18 and 19 years old. And there's many theories to how he died. The first theory was he was murdered, but that theory was quickly thrown out because there was no trace of a fatal blow to anywhere on his body. And that was done in a study in 2010 by Zahi Hawass. And his study ended up showing that 
King Tut actually had an open fracture of the femur and had definitely had malaria, okay? And he was also a product of incest, which gave him club foot and a messed up back and caused him to walk in a very weird orientation. Which is, so which back is, in a, you know, they, when they say incest is best, they're wrong people. Yeah, don't, <laughs> it's not true. Yes. Yes. But back, back, <laughs> Even the back European. That, also, yeah, an ahead. apology to anyone with a club foot, because that does not mean you, that does not mean you're a product of incest. <laughs> well, this is true. That's true, too. That's, That's true. true. But, you know, the royalty in Europe, they, they were victims of this, too. Like, we've got to keep the bloodline pure, which yeah. to me, you know, most people's, I mean, I don't want to even cousins is kind of weird. But, I'm just saying that's why they got weak chins. Or they have so many problems, health problems. Except for the queen. That. Mm-hmm. You know, back then they didn't have the doctorship like they do now. You know, they didn't have the, the modern medicine to tell them that, you know, you're linking up the same genes a little bit too much there, fellas. I mean, they had well, to even, have known. Right? At some point, you got you to gotta just like step back and be like, hey, half of my spawn or have four <laughs> arms you know like let's, walking a little bit right. weird yeah. when my son looks at me i can't tell if he's looking at me or if he's looking at the person three people away from me on my left Hotel. Okay. i'm over here i'm over here <laughs> just sorry to, uh, and also that's not to say anybody with a lazy eye is also a form of you know incest just speculating. It's just uh, inferior genetics. You know, what are you going to do? Not everyone can be uh, godlike like us. Yeah. Of all people, you should know that. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Gingers are back the, on the That was a very hateful, just, like, mark to gingers. I got to tone that down I'm a little I'm just bit. saying. <laughs> it was a joke. It was meant as a joke, not so much as hate, but it came out as hate. It came out as it's. It's okay. I, it's my whole life. Gingers are. It was are, a joke. Uh, it was a joke, though. Uh, gingers are of the uh, Davidic line, so I mean, the joke's on you. Just well, you know, they do say kiss by fire, kiss royal by blood fire. of the gods. Uh, what killed this? Guy? What killed King Tut then? Like, do well, they know? They, yeah. So, it, in the study in 2010, it was showed that he had a fracture of the femur and malaria is what is being determined at his death now. But like uh, I said, well, also well, a lot of times a some of the documentaries I've seen speculated that he died from a an accident, like a chariot well, they, crash, or you know, there's there's those uh, in those documentaries that I've seen that speculate that. But a lot of it, reason why they're not 100 percent sure is that I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, Monty, but that that Carter, good, good. who we haven't talked about. Who is like the lead guy who found King Tut's tomb? Hell, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. You're all just gonna have to listen okay. to find out why. Okay, it's all hard right. to tell what actually killed King okay. Tut. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, because uh, I'm jumping too far ahead there. Oh, yeah, I feel a like a little I, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too far down the road. Like, well, nice little backup. So King Tut, there. not sure what killed him. So, anyways, after his passing, there was it wasn't called King Tut's curse. It was originally called the curse of the pharaohs. There were some hieroglyphs that were deciphered by uh, Jean Francis Champollion in the 19th century report thought to be bad luck associated with anybody who handled mummies or their artifacts. So back in the 19th century, it was already said that anybody who handles any mummies or their artifacts, you know, bones, skeletons, or even their pets, because a lot of uh, Egyptian mummies, uh, pharaohs, and things like that, they were buried with cats and dogs in their we, tombs. We know. We Ooh, had a whole cat listen to our, If you listen to the cat special, you find out what cats meant to the, gyp, mm-hmm. the Egyptians. Yeah, that's a callback to the uh, cat special. Yeah, like, look right. it up, people, in the Fan Facts catalog. 
the cat special we talk about this best yet so these these curses monty like were was this just like folklore or were there like did they actually have like curses or well originally it 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 wasn't thought it was just thought to be bad luck from elements or previous conditions a lot of the deaths were originally from high risk and older people so it wasn't it wasn't well known yet. One of the one of the things I learned, I researched this a little, was the oldest known curse is four thousand years ago. That they um, found. I want to say it was Pharaoh Hesse. It's on the outside of his tomb, and it pretty much says anybody that enters his tomb that's like had an affair or like has been mis- mischievous in a way is going to be cursed by the god of you know. I don't remember what God so, it is. So but there if was, you walk in here, you're going to be cursed by him. And that's the oldest known curse in the Egyptian world was 4,000 years ago for Pharaoh Hesse. So that's an actual. Correct. So, so they actually like the priest wrote the curses <clears throat> on the outside of the entrance. Oh, yes. Okay. So when they sealed it all up, it was like a, it was like mm-hmm. a warning sign. Like, listen, you break into this bitch. I mean, yeah. do you think they were actually like serious with these curses? I think so. Well, they it shows the City of the Dead, you know, the Book of the Dead. That I believe they were like highly into that kind of shit. Spells, curses, yeah, keep people correct. online. And we'll get to it. We'll touch to it. But there was actual, actually a uh, in the New York World Magazine, Marie Corelli, she wrote saying that she read a book that confidently assorted dire punishment would follow any intrusion of a sealed tomb. Okay. Okay. So our first death came from Louis Pincher, a Polish traveler that would buy and sell mummies in Alexandria. Well, one time he got on a ship and with the mummies in the cargo hold, Louis then had visions of stormy seas and two specters. He then threw the mummies overboard because of this to help stop the visions from continuing while he was going across his trek, all right? Damn. Huh. So, I mean, a imagine hallucinogenic that. stuff? Ex- exactly. So, you know, there wasn't anything saying he was doing any drugs or anything at the time, but can you imagine being alive back in those times and and here's what you got you're you're on a ship a wooden ship sailing through the sea and you're having visions of stormy seas and two specters while you're sailing well even in the 20s you know the 1920s i mean you know medicine had come a long ways but i mean they're still cutting people's arms off for getting a cut that was infected you know what i'm saying it wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't like what you call top notch correct so they didn't so, know a whole lot what was going on but clearly you know, you can see how curse speculation would definitely be a little bit more rampant, I think, than it is would be now. I, w- I wonder how much money he was making um, selling these mummies. Oh, I bet oh, a man. bunch. People a love bunch. that kind of stuff. The because that, that's a big deal yeah. if you're making good money off of that. And then well, you th- uh, wasn't King, Ram- King Ramses. They found his body in Canada. Like somebody sold them in a market in Egypt, but some dude in Canada bought them. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what? I feel guilty for owning this uh, Egyptian money. Turned it in, and it being fucking King Ramses. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Do you think King Ramses blessed him? You know, <laughs> he didn't die. I mean, he did turn him in. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So now we're going to move forward into the curse because there's not too much information on the curse of the pharaohs. It's more on King Tut's ter- uh, curse. Do you? Uh, have he's the most and famous. Yeah. Exactly. Why is King Tut so, the most famous out of all of these? That's what I'm curious I th- about. I think because it has to do more with modern times. I it just think more. No, 
I think it's just because his tomb was the richest that's ever been found and ever will be found unless they find True. Genghis Khan. If they find Genghis mm-hmm. Khan's tomb, oh, he'll change maybe, the world. Then maybe that trumps Tut. But Tut, up to that time, nobody found something so rich even to then or from then. What all did they find? I mean, like, what did they find in there? Well, inside the, you know, so when Tut was found, he's like, when they found it, he's like, what do you see? And he just said wonderful things. Carter did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, inside, like, if you get just just his sarcophagus, we had three sarcophaguses to cover his body. The outside one, stone. I believe the second one was wooden. And then the third one, solid gold. 300 pounds of gold in his last sarcophagus. That doesn't count the death mask. That's Jesus. just his third sarcophagus. It was and 300 pounds of gold. In today's priceless. money... In today's money, I looked it up, it's like $6.4 million in just gold to make his third sarcophagus, which is beautiful. And his death yeah. mask, I mean... I'm looking at it even in the show notes right these now. These days, I mean, it's it's beautiful. Like, who made that? He had to be an important person alone, whoever made this. Well, and it is that's art. the weird thing about King Tut, because he's... he. I mean, he only ruled for like, what, nine years, ten years? Yeah, to have such a lavish tomb. Yeah, and, and here... I mean, like I you said, Nefertiri Genghis... Nefertiri was still... Well, the theory is Nefertiri was still alive, and that this tomb was actually meant for Nefertiri. Well, King Tut's tomb was actually thrown together because his death was not it, it wasn't foreseen it wasn't it, he wasn't meant to die at such a young age so was, i didn't see anything that showed it was meant for nefertiri i've just seen because, that documentaries over time i got a sick memory so. okay because everything i read showed that his tomb was quickly thrown together after his death it was it, it was a very quick burial for him what what gave him that assumption that it was nefertiri's no she was no, still- no 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 oh. what gave him the assumption monty oh. that it was thrown together quickly well because it was oh. he was not expected to die yeah you wouldn't expect I, uh, that's why they speculated the it was Egypt times. Or, yeah 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 no that's why i was just yeah curious, back in the like, Egypt times you were expected to live you know just 26 30 years old after that then it you would be expected to pass away i know well, like, but king, like king ramsey's from the moses time you know that motherfucker lived to be like in his 80s well i was just Correct. curious because like i mean how do you tell if a tomb is quickly thrown together i mean it looks like it was all oh, this detail work is I, done. oh i see what you're saying yeah you know like i mean was it just like they just shoveled a bunch of gold in there i was like hey that should do it <laughs> <laughs> hey guys that gold chariot in there yeah let's grab that one just melt it down put it in melt there. It, yeah. some, we'll, we'll do a little salt bay with our gold sprinkling <laughs> 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 if y'all don't know who Salt Bay is, give him a little Lugal. <laughs> oh man, check him out. It's, living it's under great. a rock. Like if you want to live, like if I want to go to a restaurant, like if you get served like that, you know, like I could be down, like just go over the top, bro. I'm paying three hundred dollars for a steak. I want you to like cut it with a fucking sword and <laughs> lay it on my plate. Wrap it in gold Wrap and yeah. feed it to me. Sprinkle it so the salt bounces off your forearm before it hits my steak. It's cool. <laughs> in his glizzies. Oh, glizzies. <laughs> All on a string, just lay it like that's the most valuable part of this tomb yeah, they, is that corner with the glizzies. <laughs> and they're God, still good. good they're still good. You're still and all I got is grill them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're McDonald's, yeah, it's still good. Definitely. Yeah. All right, I so, think they actually deciphered the, the hieroglyphs right under that, and like it said, sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> John, John Mellencamp's a fucking, <laughs> a, a fucking copyright artist. Uh, uh, a little fun fact. Do you know how they finally figured out how to uh, uh, understand hieroglyphs? Oh, 
I don't. Yeah. I just wait, thought, wait, no. I thought We're it was the, into that. I thought it was the English was chick who like fell down some Weird. stairs and they they named her dead, but she ended up not being dead. But when she woke up, she spoke about <laughs> how she remembered how she was Egyptian. <laughs> this I don't is this, know. Is, it, is that why? Is not, this is not how they learned how to uh, read hieroglyphs. It's actually oh. uh, they found a stone with uh, three different languages carved in it. It was sort of like a like a government sign for by the roads. It would have to be large. It was. I think it was like eight foot tall. And the okay. top part was in Latin. The middle part was in Greek. And the last part was in hieroglyphs. And because they found that stone, and we know Latin and Greek, they were able to translate hieroglyphs and 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 that's how they uh, that's how they finally understood the Egyptian yeah, language. Guess what they called what that stone? Guess what they called that stone? Rosetta. The Rosetta stone. Rosetta oh, stone. Look at Monty still on the thunder. Bro. I know, Monty. We all <laughs> know. We all know. An hour ago, you didn't have a fucking clue what that was. <laughs> that's so great. Oh my god. Uh, Corey's gonna. <laughs> no, I'll just I'll just leave I, it in. No, I knew it all along. I was just being humble last time. <laughs> just, I know. I know no, Monty can't help him. Oh, so good. This is why we can't play Warzone so, with you. I want to know oh. what did the Rosetta Stone say? It was just like a government sign, like this, you know, like it was like a on the side of the road, you know, so it'd be like uh I think it was like directions <laughs> to or like the laws or something. Fucking, come on. Direct that's that's so crazy. There's, there, that's the only one they ever found like that. If it was such a common thing, Rosetta Stone. I, I believe you. I'm just saying, like it had to be like in a like the port of Alexandria or something. No. Uh, I, yeah, I think. Well, I don't know if it was in Alexandria, but I'll put some notes on it on the show notes. But it's, yeah, it's well, interesting. Anyway. I'm just looking at King Tut's death mask, and I'm just amazed. How great it is, and especially how old it is. There's nothing like that either. I mean, it's 3,800 years old, man, and it looks like it was made yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you said, Monty, like, okay, we're going into the the curse here, but like when <laughs> when they when they found this tomb, it had already been sort of uh, looted. Yeah. So there were there were three different chambers to his tomb. Uh, the first. To ch- the first chamber was looted shortly after his burial and following that it was resealed and then I want to say a couple years later maybe a decade later it was r- the the first chamber was reopened and then the second chamber was also opened and looted and at that time everything that the looters thought they got that was it there was nothing left inside the tomb okay which is interesting because because his tomb was looted two times prior to the main tomb and the sarcophagus being found. Why it makes that? me wonder if they did it on purpose. What do you mean? Like They set up these other two chambers to look like a normal oh. tomb. So when robbers come in, they think they got it all. They left a little bit of stuff to make it think that, all right, this is it. Let's go. And then realize well, it, there was this mega treasure just sitting. That's what the five Egypt, feet from them. Egyptians did, man. Like they were pretty. They knew there was going to be they robbers, were, so they just planned for it. Correct. Yeah, the, the Egyptians were known for having many different passages and areas within pyramids and burial grounds that they could hide uh, uh, valuables and riches and 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 uh, mummies. So Isn't that true it, of even the current. Pyramids of Giza. I mean, there's still like chambers that they've 
are just barely accessing now, right? Yeah, they. If you think about it, think about how big some of those pyramids are. I mean, yeah. it, and you can't move some of those blocks of stone. Those blocks of stone are a credit card of a width put together. They're they're so tightly put together that you don't know what's on that other side of that six foot piece of stone. You hmm. have no idea. So it's pretty amazing. Tut's tomb was uh, robbed twice. Okay, and the third time when Howard Carter and James Henry breasted uh, Carter is like the main guy, right? He was the one that's been looking for. He's he was specifically looking for Tut's tomb, if I remember right. Correct, he was. Look at this guy's. Look at this guy's top hat. This is a successful man right here. (laughs) Which one? Which page are you on? I'm on the Howard Carter on the Britannica. Oh, on the Carter page. Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy's hat, man. That's at least 14 inches. Look at smug face. Fucking touch two bitches. Could you imagine seeing him walking down the street with that top hat on? Man, that's not somebody (laughs) you're going to mess with. That's big dicking right there. Right. He's probably got a right. gold pocket watch. It's got like a 20 inch chain on it. Pretty fly for a white guy. And there you go with your 1920s. Um, That's when it was. Exactly. Yeah. He found King Tut's tomb in 1922 and it was found to be the richest and most celebrated tomb in Egyptology. And like I said, it took them eight years to empty and catalog the entire the entire tomb, but the curse hadn't started yet. And shortly after that, okay, he had 58 team members help him with the excavation of King Tut's tomb. Wow. See, like the whole thing though, he'd been digging for years Mm -hmm. before he found it. And he, he didn't have his own personal funding. So he was funding it on his own. Why was, how did he know about this tomb? Do we know? I don't know. I didn't Mm. dig. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't go down that wormhole on that at all. I That's did, a good question. That I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because uh, he was looking for this tomb, mm-hmm. which I mean, I mean, what a fucking shot in the dark to find it. Kudos maybe, to him. Kudos uh, maybe, to him. maybe we're speculating that he was just looking for Tuts. Maybe he was just looking for a king's tomb in general. Oh, okay, okay, that makes. I, I, sense. I don't know for sure. I'm just saying, like, I I just heard that you know, you know, news is. Yeah. They'll fucking just throw out a quote without really researching it. <laughs> like this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what I do know is he didn't have his own funding. He was doing it himself. Right. Correct. You need funding to like own a team like that to just start. Hey, you know, what? we're going to dig right here. Like, yeah. You know, and you have to have you ties. pay people. Did you have to? You'd have to have ties with the Egyptian government, too, I would think. Well, he did before. that. Yeah, he did. Oh, he, he did? served as inspector general for the Egyptian Antiquities Department. Oh. Correct. Way back early 1900s. That like makes in you like feel. That makes you feel like maybe he did know about this area. Maybe, maybe he, didn't, he didn't know about Tottenham. I have no idea. He knew about the Valley of the Kings, though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he knew where to dig, evidently, because he was pretty persistent. Mm-hmm. So right. he had he had 58 members on his team. All 50 survived except for eight, and the eight that died were considered high risk and older, and they died shortly after uncovering the tomb. Okay, but nothing weird about it, though. <laughs> no, no, nothing nothing weird. They didn't have any visions. John Francis, uh, Louis Pincher, the Polish traveler, who had visions of stormy seas and specters. These, these, these eight guys that died did not have any of those visions they their cause of death was just based on old age and them being high risk who was the first person to walk into the tomb what was the well, role 
Um, the Duke's fucking daughter. Not the Duke. The Lord. What the heck was that guy's name? Lord Car- Lord Carnivon? Yeah. Lord Carnivon? He, he actually sought out Carter because he wanted to be part. Like, this is back in the old British days. Like, he wanted to find a tomb. So, he actually sought Carter out mm-hmm. and was paying for his expeditions for, um, like, he- four years. In the fifth year, he tells Carter, this is the last year. Carter had to beg him for one more year. He's like, fine, I'll pay for one more year, and that's it. And that's the year they found K- King Tut's tomb. And this guy was actually the first death. Lord Carnivon was the first death. He was... It, this he was- is where the... Yeah, this is where it kind of picks up a little bit. He was bitten by a mosquito, and then while he after was shaving... Going, yeah, he was in after the tomb. Being, with- after being in the tomb, yep. he was bitten by a mosquito, and then while he was shaving, he accidentally slashed that cut shaving uh-huh. that then became infected, and he died of blood poisoning. See, his daughter was there with him. So, like, in the tomb when they first opened it and were peeking inside, it was... That dude, George Herbert, was actually his name. He's the fifth. He was the fifth Earl of Carnivon or whatever the fuck you want to call right, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carter was in there. The fifth Earl's daughter was in there. What the hell was her name? She didn't. She ended up not getting anything. No curse ever struck her. But so, she was actually the first one in the tomb because she was the smallest to fit through the hole. When did he? There die? was like five of them there. But, like, how quick this guy died after he went in. Like, he never saw King Tut's de- uh, sarcophagus or death mask. No, he didn't really? see any of it. Neither did all they, all neither did, did his daughter that was first in there because um, her dad had died before they saw it. So, she didn't see it until they brought it back to England freaking, like, 50 years later. Oh, mm-hmm. oh really? And this... This female, uh, Mary Corley, she wrote a letter two weeks before Lord Carnivon's death to the New York World magazine in which she quoted a book that confidently asserted dire punishment would follow any intrusion of a sealed tomb. Why did she publish that? I'm not sure. I don't. I, I, I'm not sure who she is to Lord Carnivon. I'm assuming she might have been a part of the the expedition team that was led. So, like, the press, the press got a hold of this story, too, about him dying. Correct. Correct. And that's what started the uprising of the oh. curse. All right. We have a couple got, people that died. Now, the first the guy that went into the tomb, now, he just died two weeks after Mary uh, sent in this article to the New York World magazine. Now, somebody has died shortly after that. That's where the curse, I, that's where I think the curse originated from because it's not well known where she, where she was able to get this book or how she obtained it or anything like that. It's not well known at all. There's a, it, it was such a big deal that they said that uh, Benito Mussolini, who had an Egyptian money, uh, Egyptian mummy given to him as a gift, ordered its immediate removal from his palace. That's how scared everyone was by this, uh, by this curse story. Uh, after what had happened to Lord Car- uh, Caravan, and then this mm-hmm. uh, Marie Corelli writing that letter. I thought this was this is just a little side note I have down. Um, Sir Arthur Doyle. The creator of Sherlock Holmes also said that Lord Carnivus' death was because of the elements by King Tut's tombs to the guard, uh, to guard the royal tomb. So my interpretation of that is Sir Arthur is saying that the 
the priests that were guarding King Tut's royal tomb are actually the ones that emplaced the curse on the tomb itself. They said that uh, Lord Caravan was like laughing as he went into the tomb, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like a disrespect, disrespectful of the 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 unsealing found, of it. Or something? I find that very like it's always gods. bothered me, even even from my childhood. You know, watching this, I'm like, dude, this just people okay with desecrating people's tombs. Like, what's it going to be like a thousand years from now? They're digging up putting tombs these days. But have you ever been to Louisiana? Yes. Yep. Uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, there's above ground tombs so fucking everywhere. Right. Like a thousand years from now, are people going to start digging up those freaking tombs? Like, oh, look at this motherfucker. If they, uh, probably if they got gold in them. I oh, don't know. They're going to. Oh, I mean, yeah. a lot of people are buried with their wedding rings. Some people pass it down. Some people take that shit to the grave. You got to understand mm-hmm. the time, too, because Egypt is shrouded in mystery for thousands of years and then the british go on their empire run and they get access to egypt i mean it's they were think about this dude when rome conquered that area they were as close to the pyramids as we are to them on a timeline yeah you know what i'm saying the pyramids were two thousand years old when rome conquered fucking egypt yeah yeah and rome only you know rome is two thousand years from us now I mean, Rome is still Rome until like, what, 300, 400 AD? I mean, I'm just saying, we're hundreds of years away from even reading that 2000 mark. Closer to the Romans than the Romans were to the pyramids. So I think just natural human curiosity, you know, like, I don't know, like, that's... I just feel like it's a dick move. I mean, it's cool, but... <laughs> it is cool, an though. Asshole too. You're kind of an asshole, though. I'm just saying. Well, there's I've evidently a curse, though. <laughs> well, well, there is, and this is, and, and here's where it's kind of uh, quantified that there is a curse because because between 1922 and 1925, uh, Howard Carter was still skeptical of the curses of King Tut's uh, tomb. So anthropologist Henry Field visited a tomb with Carter and his team. While they were in the tomb, he was handed a paperweight. Uh, sorry, sorry. Carter's friend was handed a paperweight. Sir Car- Bruce Carter gave it to him. Yeah, gave gave it to his friend, Sir Bruce Ingram. It had it had a mummified hand in it and within it the wrist was adorned with a scarab bracelet saying cursed be who moves the body to him shall come fire and i can't pronounce this word it's pestilence 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 okay and soon after they left the tomb ingram's house burned down followed by by a flood when it when was they tried to rebuild it, yeah, rebuilding it, it flooded it. No shit. Correct. Huh. Yeah, but it didn't kill him though. You know, it's kind of a weak. Well, it didn't. It didn't say. Saying. It just said, "Hey, man, <laughs> do you believe in water. curses?" I mean, I. Ooh. Hmm. I'm just saying, like, on a theological level. Hmm. Well, so here's here's my thought on that though is that's you're talking 1920s. Isn't isn't a curse an acknowledgement of bad karma? I would say so. I believe in karma. Yeah, I believe in karma I, too. I, in karma. I do believe in karma. So that would be the curse is like the actual realization like hey, you fuck with this tomb, there will be serious karma that comes from it. Yeah, isn't that what a curse like is? Asshole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say that's So fair. then I guess I do believe in curses. It's just the. Why do you gotta put it like yeah. that? Dude? <laughs> Why do you gotta fucking Jehovah me? <laughs> you know, 
Hey, uh, he slid it in really nice, too. <laughs> you, you know, that's another reason why you'd like Friday. It has some Jehovah's in it, bro. What do? What's Friday? The movie. You have Stop it. Oh, Stop oh, it. Oh, we stop talked it. about this. Don't do it, Corey. Do not. Have do you it. seen it? Have you, have you still refused to watch it? Is that is that with Jason? Oh, fuck, man. Oh, God. <laughs> you would love this movie. Like, uh, stop denying your inner. <laughs> like, do it. Yeah, I don't have to. In it. I don't have time it's got, for it's a movie. Tucker in it. It's got D Bob. You should watch it just because D Bob died. I'm going to start posting memes in the group with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, just force him. They show up to his house. She's like, do you believe in Jehovah? And he fucking just slams the door right in her face. <laughs> and she goes, well, fuck you, you half-dead motherfucker. There's a there's a fun joke you can do with people uh, if they're in front of you. You ask them, why are all Jehovah's Witness women flat-chested? And then you push them right in the chest and say, get off my porch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get Jehovah's at my house anymore. I used to, but I don't know. I like. You know, back yeah. in Wyoming. Let's not get sued now. <laughs> I, I built the house, <laughs> and they were built by some uh, people that may have been Jehovah Witnesses. And uh, we 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 love the trades and being janitors. We can't help it. Yeah, no, it there was great. Go. But after my house was built, they would come by <laughs> still, and they knew like. You know, you heard me talk, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not what you call religious. I'm a deist. And a deist is someone that believes there is a God, but he just doesn't give a shit. You know, I'm like Lance Armstrong. Well, not Lance Armstrong, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> I'm like Neil, Lance Neil Armstrong. Armstrong. I've got one Lance ball Armstrong and I ride is, bikes fast. He, he's, he's what you call half nutless. <laughs> Neil Armstrong walked on the moon and he was a deist. And he believed that there was a God. He just, that the God, you know, God doesn't intervene. doesn't, you know. We've taken a real spiritual journey on this trip. Two things. I'm just saying. That's I'm just, just saying. That's just how I am. But we got on the Jehovah talk. I know we're off park. Of, just because I convinced you so much to believe in curses right there and then. You hated me. <laughs> I know. It bothers me. <laughs> uh, I just I'm, believe in karma, though. Like, if you're an asshole, like asshole shit's gonna happen well to, to me you. that's what this seems like is like i mean maybe the karma isn't activated until they write it on the walls you know well, but like it's like a fair were, warning I, oh i hinted at like why they don't know why king cut D- T- died we haven't talked about it but carter when he's in there taking the shit apart there's 143 amulets in king tut's tomb and the amulets are fancy gold like little trinkets okay. and a lot of them were buried in sarcophagus with them. And they couldn't get to them because of all the resins and stuff they used to like embalm them. It kind of turned into glue. So this motherfucker, he pretty much destroys the body just to get to the ambulance. Like he ripped his head off, like oh. broke the corpse into multiple pieces. Really? Yeah. Like a fucking dick move. Huh? I see. I've never heard that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he, desecrated the body which is like yes, ramsey's to to the body still intact mm-hmm. yeah to get to the amulets inside there sarcophagus that were put in there with him hmm. like he fucking ripped him apart to get all the shit out of there hmm. and kind of well, put him back together kind of you know <laughs> but that's part of the reason why they can't tell exactly what happened because they're like well was this because of carter or was this previous and you know they can tell through x-ray like if the bone tried to heal right. clearly that happened when he was still alive. Right. But it was just, it really hindered the investigation. And I was like, man, what a dick, dude. Like, man, I'm just going to start tearing it apart. 
But they said that it is unlikely his death had anything to do with Tutankhamun's tomb. Carter died uh, at 65. What happened to him was, from what I read, he kind of went crazy because he kind of claimed the site as his own. And he put up like bars and a lock and what he even kicked out the Egyptian authorities out of there. I mean, you're in a, you're a visitor in a country. So like he wasn't supposed to be in the tomb without Egyptian authorities there. Like even way back in then they had Egyptian representatives Yeah, that cataloged everything, all that. He lost his mind, locked them all out. They end up kicking him out of the country. It takes him a year to get back and he spends the rest of his life just cataloging all the stuff that was in the tomb. So they let him back to help catalog and organize it all, but he had had to renounce all claim to any treasure, period. Did he get paid for it? No. He he renounced his claim just to be part of the dig still. And he had to have gotten something for the rest of his life. He just cataloged all the stuff until he died. That sounds like a curse. Well, in, in its own way, yeah. Like you have to work and... Fuck and you don't get anything down that you're never going to be able to is never going to be yours which in my opinion was was never his to begin with i do believe that belongs to the egyptian culture yeah people i think so you know? too yeah i would think so you know, too. it's just like people now when they go on treasure hunts like how can they lay claim to that you know as a as a government like in england i can't remember what the date is but if, if something's a certain date you can keep it but if it's whatever, then you have to report it to the, the, antiqu- the antiquities department, but they pay you like what it's worth. You just don't get to keep it, but you get the money equivalent of it. Yeah. That's- so at least in England, they're like, Hey, I'm glad you found fucking 16 pounds of, you know, Roman gold. Here's the cash for it, but we're taking all the shit, you know, all of it's ours. I wonder what they do with it. <clears throat> they put it in a museum. Not all of it. They got to pocket yeah, some of that. I think so. Really? Most of it. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Going on. It's got to be worth more as it is than it is to be melted down. Oh, yeah. For But I mean, like, you think they would, like, resell some of it or someone's Well, maybe keeps- they do as a collector's item. Yeah. yeah. You know, museums do sell shit. All right. Going on here, Monty. So we covered Carter and he's <laughs> just sorry i went on a hell of a tangent. no you're good Devin. you're good man you're good so we cover carter and how he died now i want to jump a little bit to zahi hawas so he wasn't guy. accredited with finding the uh king tut's actual tomb well, he's been he? i don't think he was that old back who? then zahi hawas Hawass? No. Yeah. No, he was I born in 47. director till like fuck. No, but he actually has the most recent accounts of a curse happening within Egyptology. Against so, him? Yeah, against him. He has the most recent accounts okay. that I was able to find. He And he was not superstitious at all. He actually did not want to disturb any mummy sites. He wanted to find them and open them to the public because he felt it was a it it was it was a bigger threat to open or to open the 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 tombs and pull the items out of it versus just letting the public come in and view them that was his biggest things and he actually removed two children from a mummy site and after he removed them he was haunted by two children two child mummies in his dreams, okay, for a couple years, really? and correct, and it didn't, 
Yes. And it's his own uh, account. And it didn't stop until he went back to the site to grab the father of the children and bring them, bring him to the children in the museum. So once the family was reunited, they quit bugging him. Correct. And that's when he concluded that no mummies should be on display in the museum. And it was a lesser evil to allow the public into the tombs. And my last note here is he has an account where he mentioned a young sick boy was looking into the eyes of a mummy, King Amos the first Amenhotep, and was miraculously cured in front of his eyes of his sickness. Right in right in front of Zahi Hawass' eyes, the kid was cured of his illness. Right in front of his eyes, as the child s- stared into the mummy's eyes. That's crazy. What's the curse, though? It, it seems like more like hauntings. Like a ghost story, doesn't it? Well, a lot of, was well, it 29, 28, 29 people are, yeah, you're that are connected to King Tut have been, you know, have died. 29 people connected to King it's Tut? ballpark. I want to say ballpark. I want to say it's 28, 29. Overall. Google knows everything. Let's see. <laughs> well, I post in the show notes. It's an article of King Tut's, uh, the people who have died and try and pull these oh up, okay yeah I, I see it here well there's only like 10 on that one though yeah i only see 10 mm-hmm. sir archibald oh god what a great name why I don't we name kids names, right? why don't we name kids archibald no that's why they called archie yeah it's time for a comeback I went to high school with an archie he merely x-rayed king tut's tomb and he got sick the next day and was dead three days later Richard Bethel was Lord Carnarvon's secretary, the first person behind Carter to enter the tomb. He died in 1929 under suspicious circumstances. He was found smothered in his room at an elite London's gentleman club. The suggestion was that he had come under the curse. Bill Carradine? Sorry. Say what? Nothing. The suggestion was that Erotic he had. Is what I was all right. If you say nothing, I'm going to continue reading. And then we talked over each other. <laughs> the suggestion. I said, I said I was hinting at erotic asphyxiation. Oh, erotic asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I'm like almost all the way through my second bottle. <laughs> oh God, here we go. Uh, hey, motherfucker! I'm, Ray's not here to call out like weird STD stories. Okay. I, uh, let's see here. Uh, so the. So this is the curse right here. Is these 10 people that died? No, from what I saw, I hate to be that guy. I do think karma played a role. But, you know, when you're around something that's decaying, what's the most common factor that you're going to find around that decaying item? What? Fucking mold, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, mold. Oh, I mean, just saying, you know, you're, you're digging up bodies, you're fucking around, you're kicking up particles that haven't been kicked around in a while. There's, there's got to be mold all over that shit. And you're just taking every breath in. I'm like, none of those fucks are wearing masks or doing anything like that. They're just in there with shovels and, you know, their top hats. Here's another one. Uh, James Henry Breasted. This is, he was also there that day when Carter opened the tomb. Mm. And after that, he returned home to find his pet canary had been eaten by a cobra. And the cobra was still in the cage. And cobras, you know, like, uh, if you look at that, is it in that one? Yeah. If you look at the picture of King Tut, his Mm -hmm. uh, headdress there. He has a cobra. He has a cobra on the top of it. Well, that's the, uh, what do they call that? Is the 
figure of hope, I guess, in the feral kingdom. Like, I guess a kingdom is a symbol of hope. But also, they were saying that the pharaoh took the form of the cobra to like show his vengeance and wrath. Yeah, it was a it was a protection. That's why in the story of the ten plagues, the turning of the staff to snakes is big. Oh, because that's what it represents. Because he had that he had that headdress with the cobra and the act of turn of uh, of Moses turning his staff, or I think it was Aaron turned his staff into a cobra. Was it was Moses, wasn't it? Uh, he had his, bro- his he had his brother perform the first three miracles on that. We'll see. Yeah, see, like the the Disney movie I saw about that show. <laughs> they always, you know, what I find interesting <laughs> the Disney movie about yeah. that is that they always let the pharaoh live in those movies, even you though know, in the actual in the actual story the the pharaoh dies at the at the Red Sea. In that movie, fucking Val Kilmer plays God. <laughs> he plays the burning bush voice. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Who made man's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, I swear. It's a phantom fact for you, everybody. Val Kilmer played God once. <laughs> Morgan Freeman did it better. <laughs> yeah, he does play a good god uh, I just thought that was interesting because I knew the significance of a cobra but I mean yeah, I don't I don't per se believe in the curse I mean I'm I'm the guy on the show that's like oh Devin is the least freaking conspiracy theorist I'm like yes it's true motherfucker you just breathe in some mold and you got sick in the lungs yeah you died from it but good it's job. not just him it's it's yeah, all these guys I, yeah. I mean like these signs Monty back me up here it's your story no, I, I, I agree. I don't think it has anything to do with mold. If you think about the climate in Egypt, Grand, yes, these you just, pharaohs you have were pharaohs. You have a big yeah. How are you supposed to drink water in the desert? No, but these, think Mom, about it, Devin. Uh, no, uh, these nah, pharaohs. Devin, these shut up. Pharaohs, hold on, Devin. These, these pharaohs were were buried in a sarcophagus, and then it was covered by huge stones. For I mean, you're going from the 18th century to the 19th century. There's not going to be any mold in a hot climate, regardless oh. if you're if you're buried in a tomb or or 20 feet in the dirt. I don't I, think it has anything to do with mold at all. I, I think that the fucking documentary they they prove that there's fucking mold in, in a very fucking lethal one inside King Cut's tomb on his walls. I'm legit going to think it's a curse. I why too many accounts and too many He's dead a big people believer. <laughs> to believe <laughs> that is true i don't know man like i guess i guess there's like parts of it like the hand they gave the one guy that had the mm-hmm. inscription on it and then the next day his house burns down and then he tries to rebuild it and then there's a flood and it's a flood i mean that's not that's not anything that has to do with a death of a person that's, that's more personal. that that's a fit that that'd be like somebody putting saying something to you in a weird language and you're like what and then the next day you get hit by a bus it's like a it's, Im- it's the punishment that fits the crime right like to to those that happened to those people they weren't desecrating the 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 sarcophagus or the the mummy they weren't you know they were just part of it and therefore their punishment was of equal terms right so like the guy that actually walked in first he dies first Everyone else involved has some like weird shit happening to them for the next thirty years. Well, it's because there's so much bacteria and shit on those on all that stuff is decaying body, man. That's just how I feel. 
But you don't think that there's like, I guess, I guess karma is sort of left up to just like the universe where a curse is more specific, isn't it? I would think so. There's so many people there. It's only going to take down 10 of them. Well, it took down like the major players, right? Ish. It didn't take down the major, major one, like Carter. I mean, he even fucking was breaking Tut's body in half and shit. I thought he died, like, uh, shortly there. 65. Like, way later. Oh. 12 or 15 years later. I don't know. I mean, I understand bad karma happening to people, but I don't know about this curse, Monty. I'm not convinced. No? No, I don't know. Not not going to fall into it, huh? You're going to go with just it being... Well, but we also said earlier in the show, if you believe in karma, you kind of believe in curses, right? Yes. And I do believe in karma. And I feel like some of those people definitely got karma. But I don't know, like... There's like the daughter no- that was like the first one in the motherfucker. I mean, she lived to be like 70 plus. And she was like a little ass... I mean, she was little. It seems like a, it seemed like a great media hype story. Oh, you say that. Okay, mm-hmm. so like the one thing I was watching, oh, Lord, dickhead, Carnivon, to recoup some of his costs for these digs, gave exclusive rights to the story to the London Times. Hmm. Right? Well, he died, remember? He dies pretty quickly Yeah. from the mosquito bite. They still can't get access to the tombs and shit because he gave it all to the London Times. So to make money on the story... They fucking turn his death into a fucking curse story so they can sell magazines or newspapers. To recoup their cost. Yes. Well, to not just recoup their cost, but to make money on the story because what sells? Sounds like a curse of a bad profit. Good old curse story. You know what I mean? (laughs) And he died of blood poisoning is what he actually died of is what they say. I thought it was from a mosquito bite. Well, the mosquito bite, then he shaved, he cut it shaving and then that turned, that turned infection turned into blood poisoning. Jesus Christ, what was he shaving with? Oh, fucking flat razor. They didn't have fucking Gillette fucking <laughs> no, five blade. blade gel pros. <laughs> they didn't have Dollar Shave Club back there? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, come on. Dollar Shave Club, yeah. They had the good old like uh, shaving soap with the big old fucking brush. If you wanted mm. to do it yourself, you're looking at a shitty fucking flat mirror. <laughs> nope, that's the jugular, John. Fucking, you have a fucking straight up flat razor blade. Back in the good old days. Now we've we, we've regressed back to that. that yeah. Was, yeah. Have you ever had a straight it's shave? <laughs> no, I've always wanted yeah, they one. They call it a straight razor shave. Have you ever had one? I figure if I ever shave my beard, that's how I'll do it. God, how I long has it been? How long has it been since you shaved that fucking growth? Uh, I'd say two years. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Jamal's hair is is orange as an orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I can <laughs> describe it. It's fucking orange, man. Like it's luxurious. It's like, you're super ginger. <laughs> I know. I'm part of the Davidic line, bro. I can't help. But it. how long has it been since you actually shaved it straight to like cl- two to years? The skin? Two years. And uh, wow. when I did it, my uh, roommate at the time, who I respected her opinion, uh, looked at me and said, oh, "Don't just suck your dick. Don't ever do that again." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that's fair. I got a big baby face, bro. And she said, look like a fucking 400 pound baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could go to China baby. and be worshipped as Buddha. 
I guarantee little baby you. Huey. Oh my god. <laughs> the way the, dimples. the way of the life is through the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> your little your, your fat baby ginger stewie. I just have women rubbing in my belly all day. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Did you see that African tribe where the fatter you are, the more uh sexy you are? Yes. I know. <laughs> I uh I would be worshipped as a god there. I would yeah, I'd be a nine there. <laughs> I might not be a ten, I'd be close. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna outfat me, Devin. Yo, <laughs> I'm bringing game. <laughs> I do look in the mirror sometimes, going, God, I really get up my game. I can't let my wife, you know. Damn. Hey, it's not your problem to look at you; it's hers. <laughs> sure, I am enjoying my forties. Just saying. Wine and all, huh, Devin? Wine and all. What hey. else you got for us uh, here, Monty? What fancy men do. That's 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 all I got. I like I said, this that's was it? a deep one. I yeah, but I didn't want to. It. I was trying to be cautious about how far I fell down that wormhole on it. Well, my thing is, what other what other pharaohs have curses, and what are this me attributed to them? I like the Hawa stuff. That made me that made me curious. Like being haunted by the boys. I could get that. I keep buying that. The Hawa stuff. What are you talking about? Haunted by the two boys that he removed from the tomb until he gets his until death. He brought the father. Yeah. Until he brought the father back. I mean, look at a picture of this guy. He's kind of he. creepy looking, isn't he? <laughs> Tell me he, he doesn't look right. How many fucking Discovery Channel documentaries I watched with this man in it? Yeah, me as well. But man, he that picture, if you Google his name, it, he just doesn't look he, he doesn't his, look like uh, somebody all there what what did he seem like he's in the interviews he's his wife he's one of those he's, he's no jeez <laughs> you watched him in interviews you said did he seem normal yeah he seems like a normal dude he just seems like yeah, this guy does. yeah does he i don't know that picture looks like he's never seen a camera before and he's like should i smile he's like putting his head back is it gonna <laughs> shoot me <laughs> they're like tilted off to the left so he can get a quick getaway well he was removed actually from the egypt archaeology uh uh foundation stuff here just a little bit ago i actually how old is he by the way because i remember him looking old 10 years ago born in 47 he's 73 he's 73 what a cool career to have though oh god i still got dr dave stuff up (laughs) so it looks like in july of 27 uh excuse me 2011 he was accused of corruption of shoddy science and having an uncontrol uncontrollably close connection with the with the disposed president and first lady all of which he he ferociously denied well, uh, they minister- did overthrow that president. Remember the Arab Spring Mus- shit? Mus- Is that what you're talking about? Uh, oh, uh, no, everyone's still talking, so I don't know what anyone's talking about. No, uh, no, yeah. I was talking about the Arab Spring. Remember? The Egypt- yeah, Egypt- that's 2011. And shit like that. I bet that's when uh, they're talking about. But he found so- his way back, it looks like, huh? Yeah, he only worked for two months. That's <laughs> 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 the first time. All right, well, uh, good shit, Monty. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Hopefully, like I said, it's a it's a deep wormhole, man. It's it's well. The one thing I saw about the curses too that a lot of people like are still turning in like old Egyptian antiquity 
things they find from their family or their parents, even like rich people, just send them to the museum because they believe the bad karma that comes along with it. Hmm. Lord Caravan, like when his, I was watching a thing, like it was his great grandfather. So it was like his grandfather. So when his grandfather died, which was like the son of Lord Caravan, who died from the mosquito bite, died. There was an old butler there, and they thought they went through the whole estate. And he's like, oh, you haven't seen the Egyptian shit yet. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And there was like 13, <laughs> 13 artifacts still that came from King Tut's tomb that were like hidden inside the castle. And so they immediately like gave it to the, you know, Museum of England or whatever. Which you think you would give it to Egypt. Like, oh, we're going to give it to Eng- the Museum of, of England to like clear our family's name like maybe, motherfucker maybe you should give it back to the country it came from but how's that clear you of the curse if you believe in the curse how's it clear you of it if you don't give it back to where it belonged right yeah exactly. you're still kind of liable right mm-hmm. yeah and the king of england has lays surprisingly has a large claim on egyptian artifacts like the death mask they own that? I mean, they might have given that back to Egypt now, but there for a while was part of the England collection. <laughs> uh, good old colonialism. Was- <laughs> England. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, we can't tuck. We're going to tax you a little bit more for this tea. Good day, sir. Uh, we're just going to grab that. <laughs> we need you to pay for our wars in Europe, so we're going to tax you some more. <laughs> uh, nope, that's how America was born. Hey, I'm all for it. A little for taxation, a little f- taxation with representation, of course. I I don't want no taxation. Yes, sir. Taxation is fucking theft. Period. And uh, with that, that's the with uh, that that's, note. That's the King Tut's <laughs> King Tut's curse. Good shit, everybody. Yeah, good shit. All right. Well, uh, next episode. Try to record immediately. Do you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. Uh, do you know? Uh, I I'm doing the show. Who's next? Me. It's me. I'm Paul uh, Walker. Finally, no. I'm, I'm I'm like dying. Nope, no Paul Walker yet. You're gonna make me fucking research my own. Oh, I might have I to. Want Paul Walker so bad. I, I know, can't wait to do. be a part of that do. one. I'm gonna do a whole episode on gingers next week on the persecution of gingers throughout throughout uh, the centuries. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna be interested in that one. That actually sounds good too. Yeah, that's what I thought so too. So. Uh, just How so many I- of them burned at the stake for witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was women, and they probably deserved it. No, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I can't believe you fucking snuck in the fucking sea shanty at the end of the fucking combination. <laughs> you were the only you, last week. You were the only one to know. Uh, no one else noticed. I put the only it in. I did is because I was listening to it. I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll let it roll into the next week. You know, whatever. And all of a sudden, it, I hear the little violin music kick in. I'm like, no, he didn't. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, he put it in there. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> little Easter egg for our devoutee listeners. I figured uh, yeah. they could use the sea shanty, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if you all want to hear the sea shanty, I guess you're going to have to look up last week's episode. Go to the end, about 83 minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give <the heads> up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Phantoms. Have a uh, have a good evening. Good night, fans. Night. Hey, society. Tito here. For those of you with a curious mind, and those of you who like the show, 
Follow us on our Facebook page, Phantom Fact Society, where we post bizarre and unsolved stories. Feel free to post stories you find interesting, and maybe we'll cover them on next Friday's show. Peace out, Phantoms. This is the emergency broadcast system. This is not a test.